Good evening, Mom. How are you doing today? Well, just fine. We've had a nice day. The sun's been shining, and uh, I've been playing with the kids and and uh, reading your books, and I've had a good day. It has been a wonderful day. Even though the weather was kind of cool, it was so uh, sunny and bright and beautiful, and I had a great time today. The first thing I did when I got up today is I put your uh, chicken soup on and started getting it simmered. Oh, it was so good. I ate and ate and ate. I had a mental picture of you sitting over here with a bowl in front of you and a spoon in your hand waiting for me to get that soup done at noon. Oh, yes, I was. I, was, I told Jesse, I said, Jesse, go on, get me that soup. I'm so hungry. <laughs> well, you know what? Today, I think it was probably the best I ever made it. That was the best soup, I, yeah, that you've made, but it's all wonderful, I think. Well, thank you. I enjoy making that, and I love putting all those whole foods in it. I like to chop up every vegetable, and I don't know. I just, it makes me feel, uh, it gives me, it's like therapeutic, and it. I feel like I'm putting love in there with every vegetable I chop up for you, and I do it just for you. Oh, yeah, I know that. And I love it. Uh, I can't wait to get get it get her to get it over here so I can eat. Do you remember when? <laughs> do you remember when I was making five gallons of it? Now I've toned it back to three gallons. I send two gallons to you, and I keep right under a gallon at my house. Yes, you do. And Leslie uh, wants to come over and get her some of it. Yes, yeah, she usually gets a gallon at her house, but it's really fun making it. The kids love it, and they love. Uh, putting the cheese on it, the Romano cheese. Oh, yeah, that's, that makes it good, too, but I can eat it either way, but cheese is good on anything. Well, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Um, you know, I was thinking, since it's Mother's Day weekend, I know that yesterday we talked about Mother's Day, and I thought we could kind of stretch it out over the weekend and and talk some more about what it is to be a mother but before we do, I want to tell you, today's May the 9th. We have one more day till May 10th. That's right. Tomorrow's May the 10th, so we're going to have fun. I think it's going to be sunny and warm, so we're going to get out there and take our shoes off and let that grass get between our toes. And uh, we can't go swimming yet because my pool's not open, but we can certainly uh, have some fun. We can plant flowers or whatever you want to do. Why, yes, we can. I, I can't wait till we get outside. I love that Mother's Day is on May the 10th tomorrow. That's like a double uh, happy, positive thing for us. Oh, yes. it's It don't come on that 10th every year, does it? No, I don't believe it does. But I'm so happy it's tomorrow, and uh, the cold spell will be over, and uh, we'll have uh, warm weather. Do you want me to bring you some... Uh, I know I brought you that lemon cake. Do you want me to bring some cupcakes tomorrow or make you a pineapple cake? Or what would you like to have after your lunch tomorrow for dessert? Well, I have a lemon cake you brought me. Okay. I just figured the kids had probably had a lot of it. They have, I think. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. They just brought me a piece today, and, oh, it was so good. And you had some chocolate cake in the freezer I'd made a week or two ago. It for Everything I make will freeze really well. You can have a piece as you want it if you cut it up before you freeze it. Well, they haven't brought me any of that yet. All I've had is the lemon cake and the, the pineapple upside-down cake. I ate that. 
Well, great. Well, we can talk about it when we're finished with the podcast. So I want to talk about what a mother's love means. I just want to ask you a few questions. Can you tell me when did you think about having children? Well, I've always loved uh, children, babies, and well, grown-ups and all. Uh, when I was about nine or ten years old, every time I seen any a uh, little baby, I had to go see it and and ask the mother if I could hold it. And I I would just I just love babies, and that's when I said when I get married, I'm gonna have as many children as I can. Oh gosh, I I still think about the fact that there's five of us girls that you all had. Poor dad didn't get a boy, and you know it just amazes me because helping raise Stephanie and Chad was a lot. I. I just can't imagine five, but I've got four puppies, so it's kind of the same. Yes, it is. But I'll tell you, uh, those five girls was wonderful. I had no problems with them, and I worked three to eleven. And of course, my oldest daughter Linda, she always helped me. They were so helpful. And when I come home at night, they'd have me a little snack on the table. And when I'd go to work in the daytime, uh. I worked through 11, uh, I would leave them when they come in from school. They would have their little table full of snacks and drinks and stuff for them to eat, and I'd write on a little note and leave it there. I'll never forget that, Mom. I could come home from school. You would have the clothes that I wore the day before already washed, dried, hung in my closet. There would be my favorite snacks on the table. You'd leave a note, and you'd write, Love Mother, after you said whatever you wanted to say. And you always drew two lines under it. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that's just a habit. Uh, I've always uh, put two lines under uh, about anything that I, when I sign my name, a mom or something, I always put two little lines under it. You know, I remember that when I would come home from school, there were some days, you know, you were off and didn't have to work 3 to 11, but... On the days that I knew you'd be working, because I'd always ask you, Mom, do you work today before I went to school so that I would know whether or not you'd be home when I got there? And so you would tell me. And on the days that I knew that you would be at work, to be honest with you, when I got home, it was kind of, I don't know, it was a letdown. I I was happy because I'd have my favorite snacks on the table. But I mean, I really missed you, but I enjoyed talking to you on the phone a lot. Oh, yes, you did. Uh, they'd, you know, they'd say, your little girl's on the phone. And I'd say, okay, and I'd come talk to her. And you say, I just want to hear your voice. Mom, I miss you. You know, I knew that being a nurse was very important to you. And I was proud of the fact that my mom was a nurse. Uh, I would tell everybody that my mother was a nurse, and I was so proud of that. And I remember sometimes my sisters would make fun of me because I'd say, I want you to think about mom. She's at the hospital working just for us. They thought I was just, you know, too sappy, too sentimental, too silly. But I really felt that way. I was very grateful at a young age that I had a mother that cared enough about me to go and work really hard to to do things for me. Oh, yes, I enjoyed being a nurse, and I really enjoyed being a mother a lot better. I know you did. it. I mean, it really showed. And, you know, Mom, even though you work 3 to 11, even when I got older, and even in high school, 
you always were, you were never asleep in bed. You were always up helping us get ready to go out the door for school, no matter how old we were. You always cooked our breakfast. I'd have a hot meal. You'd set the table. I mean, it was ridiculous. You you treated me like I was some kind of a princess. Well, I, I want to, I always wanted my kids to have the best food so they would be healthy, and I always loved helping them. Well, I, I felt very loved, and you fed Daddy well, too. And, you know, in the evenings, do you remember that time um, <clears throat> he fed me something? I don't know what it was, but it really just about killed my stomach. And I called you crying. You thought I had appendicitis. Oh, yes. I didn't know you was complaining with your side and your stomach. And I was uh, worried because I thought maybe you might have appendicitis. But, you know, Dad would feed us crazy stuff. Now, one thing he fed me I really liked. He, You know, he'd make up these wild concoctions. And the fact that he was a good cook, he couldn't have made up those wild concoctions if he wasn't a good cook. So I had it made. You were a good cook. Daddy was a good cook. But he would sometimes fix stuff that I didn't like much because, you know, he was in the Navy and he ate crazy stuff. But my favorite thing that Dad ever made up for me he made me chocolate pancakes. Oh, yes. He always made them chocolate pancakes. And when he cooked, sometimes he'd put that hot sauce on it. And he he loved hot sauce. Whenever he, no matter what he ate, he always covered it with hot sauce. I know. I didn't touch that stuff. Uh, that was that was just a little bit too uh, hot for me. I never did like that kind of thing. Well, the next question I want to kind of ask you, uh, I'm just kind of doing this on the fly. Tell me what you think a mother is to a child. Like, what do you think a mother's love is? What, what does a, what is a mother? What does a mother, what is a mother to a child? Well, I think a mother to a child is the protecting them and, uh, and doing things for them and keeping them clean and keeping them safe. And just just be a good mother to them and, and, and help them in any way you can. That's a great answer. And also teaching them. You've taught me so many things about life, about how to do things, about cooking. Uh, you always let me help you. Like if there, if there was something I wanted to learn, you'd let me participate. Some people's moms, they won't let them in the kitchen. They won't let them in the laundry room. And... If I came in the kitchen and I was curious about something, well, you'd let me get right there with you. I remember when you would make homemade bread or biscuits. You'd let me play with that dough and make any shape I wanted. And, you know, I would be so little on a stool and I'd have flour all over my hands. And it was really fun, Mom. Those kind of times with you are times that I will always remember. Well, I'm, I was so happy to do it. And I taught all of my girls to cook. And any time they wanted to uh, to learn something, I was always there to help them. I remember a lot of times I'd come in the kitchen. You know, I was always running and jumping because I was like a like a jumping bean. And I remember you'd tell me not to jump because I was going to make your cake fall. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted my cake, you know, not to fall. So sometimes the kids would run into the kitchen and, uh, and I'd say, don't do that. My cake will fall. And you'd quit and sit down. Do you remember that time? I don't know if my sister dared me to do it or not, but I drank way too much Welch's grape juice. 
and I threw up all over the kitchen floor. And you came in, and I had the biggest ring of that grape juice around my face. I said, what in the world have you done? Because you was outside, and you came in, and you said nothing. I said, what have you been drinking? And you said nothing. And that grape juice was all a big ring right around your mouth. I said, don't you know you've been drinking grape juice? She said, oh, yes, I have. said, I'm so sick. Yeah, I remember another time I got sick. Um, For some reason, I was eating, I ate an ice cream sandwich, and we got in your car, and I was sitting in the front with you, beside of you, you were driving, and I don't know, I just got really sick, and I got really sick on that. I used to get car sick. I couldn't sit in the back. I had to sit in the front. Yes, you did. You uh, you always rode in the front seat, and uh and because whenever you got in the back seat, you always got sick. You were always there for all of us, but I can only speak from my own experiences. But I remember one time I was at my grandmother and grandfather Minton's home. You were working 3 to 11. I remember calling you and saying, Mother, will you please come and get me? I'm sick. And I did. I mean, I had a fever and everything. And um, they just weren't thinking they let me have a glass of milk. And she had a lot of stairs coming out of her home. And I threw up on every step that my grandmother had. Remember taking me home? Oh, yes. I came home and got you and took you to the, to uh, to your home, our home, and um, and took care of you, and you got better. I'll tell you something I remember. I remember wanting to do something for you. And it was you and Daddy had an anniversary. <clears throat> so anyway... Daddy had told me it was your anniversary, so you were working, and you had already come home from work, and I didn't know it. I got up. I had been asleep, and I woke up, and I'd already planned that I was going to make you something special. So I went in the kitchen, and I fixed you something. I think it was uh, uh, some kind of pudding and vanilla wafers mixed together. I was trying to make you some dessert. You came walking in the kitchen, and you go, what are you doing? I was like, how did you get home so soon? You said, honey, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was in there trying to fix you and Daddy something special, and I didn't know you'd come home from work. I was, gosh, I don't know how old I was. I couldn't have been very old at all. No, you wasn't. And I was I was just so surprised to see you in there doing that. And I said, why aren't you asleep? And you said, Oh, I just wanted to surprise you and make you something for your anniversary. And I said, oh, that's so sweet of you. Well, I tell you, we've got some really great memories of a lot of things that we've done. So what advice would you give to somebody? There's, You know, you've been a mother to some of my friends, and my friends still talk about you. Um, We'll do a podcast about uh, my friends and my sorority in another one, but a lot of my friends, they still talk about the food that you fixed them when they stayed at our home. Uh, they talk about what a great cook you are, and some of my friends you've been almost like a mother to. Yes, I have. Uh, she would always have a, a bunch of her girls over to the house, and I'd always fix them nice food, I mean good food, and, and some of them would spend the night, and I'd see that if they had a, a good place to sleep in the bed, and I was just really, really good to them. Yes, you were, and they haven't forgotten that. What advice would you give to someone that never had a mother or someone that had a mother that has lost their mother? 
you know, they're, they're hurting, they're in pain because they miss their mom. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, it, if I was them, I would uh, find someone that was sweet and humble, and I would uh, I would just go to them and talk to them, and and uh, and maybe they could just comfort you, and you would feel like that that uh, the, they were your mother, kind of like uh, being a second mother to someone. Yes, being a second mother. That's right. So not replacing their mother, but right. just somebody that could fill those shoes and kind of be there for them. Yes, that that you you could never replace a mother. You just have to have someone that is kind. And I know uh, people like that that have lost their mother, and they have found someone that they love and they could go to when they need them. And and it it just you wouldn't believe what a change was in that person. You know, I made the conscious decision to not bear children out of my own body because when I was helping raise Chad and Stephanie, I specifically asked Chad about me having children, and he calls me Bill Bill most of the time, and he said, Bill Bill, please don't have children. He said, if you do, it'll be less for me, and he meant less time, even less me buying him things, doing things for him, because I would have, you know, other children to take care of. So Chad is the reason that I made the conscious decision to not have my own children. Yes, and uh, he thought maybe that uh, if you adopted, he wouldn't have all your love. I know that. And, you know, I I made a commitment to Stephanie and Chad both when they were born that I would be there not to interfere, but I would be there to help them in any way that they needed me. And, I mean, I was there every day for those children. And I'm seems like now that they're grown, they need you even more. Oh, they do. Sometimes I laugh about it that my girls will call and want this and want that. And it just seemed like I could go back when they were small, and I thought, my goodness, they're more trouble now than they was when they small. Did you know, Mom, I feel that way. I need you... I wouldn't say more now than I did when I was young because it's a different kind of need, but I need you a lot. I'm always calling you, asking you for advice. We see each other every day, and we talk to each other on the phone like every other hour, like we're on walkie-talkies or something. Yeah, I love talking to you because I love all my girls to call me, and and it makes me happy to hear your voice and know that y'all love me, and it just helps me. I wish all my sisters could be with us right now to join in the podcast with us. Oh, I do, too. I I just feel so bad because they can't come and see me. And tomorrow's Mother's Day, and we've always been together and had dinner together or lunch, whatever. And and it is going to be really sad tomorrow. Yes, because of this uh, virus thing. It seems like things are getting a little better but we'll just have to take it a day at a time. I just noticed I'm doing the same thing to you that I do every time we're sitting here doing this podcast. I don't know why, but I'm I'm rubbing your shoulder. I'm squeezing your shoulder and rubbing it, and your skin is... Mom, your skin is so pretty. It's olive color, and it's soft, and I'm just sitting here squeezing your shoulder, and it, it feels so good. I mean, it feels as good to me to squeeze it as you probably feel with me squeezing your, your shoulder. 
Oh, yeah. I love massages, uh, even on my neck or my back. And it just feels so good and re- it relaxes you. And it just, it just does a lot of uh, things for you. You know, something that you and I have always done together, we massaged each other's hands. You can take someone's hand, and there's different points you can squeeze on their hand, and you can squeeze on each finger, and uh, it's so relaxing, it will literally put you to sleep, won't it? Oh, yes, it will. It just uh, I've noticed uh, little Ben uh, doing that to, to uh, my hand. He'll take my hand and just massage it, you know, rub up and down on it. And he does uh, little uh, his little baby sister that, and uh, he is just such a sweet boy. Yes, he is. You know, um, Jessie is a great mom. She just became a mom a couple years ago. I remember she and I sitting in my office even talking about her and Chad getting ready to have children, and they really took their time. Ben's two, he's over two, and Kendall's about a year and six months, I believe, somewhere in there. But she really turned out to be a great mother, and Chad's turned out to be a great dad. Oh, yes, they are. They play with these children and take them outside, and and ever when they're off, they're always with them, and they they are really good parents. You know, there's all kinds of mothers. I look at my little uh, puppies. I've got four Yorkie puppies. I started out with two, Blue and Ridge, four years ago, and it's the first dogs I ever had in my life. Fell in love with them. I was able to have them because of my allergies, so they they didn't make me sick. And I waited, uh, let's see, I've had Paige and Fox, the two little girls, for a year. So they're three years apart. So Blue and Ridge are together, and Paige and Fox are together. And when I first brought Paige and Fox, Blue and Ridge looked at me like, well, they're nice and all, but when are they leaving? Oh, yeah, they they were real jealous of those little dogs when you, uh, when you brought them home. It was outrageous how jealous they were. And now they Blue and Ridge, even though they hang together more and Paige and Fox hang together more, um, Paige is more... She likes Ridge, and Fox likes Blue. That's just the way. They they pick out the ones that they like better, and they'll play with them more than they, they do the others. They really love it when they get to come over here with me to see you. And I didn't bring them today because the ground's still wet. And if I bring them over, I like for them to go outside so they can play while you and I are having our podcast and, you know, not be all over the place being silly so I couldn't bring them today because the grass is really a little wet. And let me tell you, it's hard to leave them because Blue will jump up and down over and over and over and over. Like he jumps, he's only 12 pounds. He jumps from the floor all the way up into my arms in midair. And he just doesn't want me to leave. The little girls cry. I can go just upstairs to put my shoes on. And you can hear Paige crying downstairs because I've walked upstairs. Well, you, you you have spoiled those little doggies, and you won't go nowhere not unless you take them with you. And they're just used to you, and, and they they think that you're their mother, so they don't want to, you to go and leave them. That's very true. When I first got Paige and Fox, I was just going to get one little puppy, and I saw they were sisters. I was not going to separate them, and I decided I'm either going to get one or, I mean, both or none. So I ended up getting both, and I named them Perfect. 
Paige is a princess, and Fox is like a fox. She's really smart. She's really fast. She's really athletic. She's a little tomboy. Oh, yes, she is. She's not a bit loving like a Paige. Paige is, oh, she's so sweet. Yes, now Fox is loving with me, but until she really, really warms up to people, she does like to be by herself. She's more of a loner, and Paige is not. Paige likes to be held. Ridge likes to be held. Blue likes to hug and kiss, but he doesn't like to be held as much as Ridge does. Yeah, that's right. I've noticed that, you know, when you bring them over, and I can tell the difference in them. They all, their personalities are extremely different. Ridge, he loves other dogs. He's leery of other people until he gets to know you. And if you're a stranger wearing a hat or sunglasses or a scarf, or if you've got a book or papers in your hand, he will bark at you. But once he gets to know you, I mean, he's in love with everybody in our family. He adores Jesse and Chad and you. And, and Blue's different. Blue doesn't like other dogs except for the ones that he lives with, like his brothers and sisters. But he loves people. He loves to give kisses and hugs. Oh, yes, he does. And when they come over here and the uh, champ gets after them or they get starts playing, they'll get up on the couch or somewhere and away from champ, and, and uh, then they'll get down and start playing again. And they really have fun together. Yes, they do, uh, and they'll give each other a kiss. Ridge and Champ are really big buddies. Blue will play with Champ for a few minutes, and then he comes to me and jumps in my arms like, Hey, Mom, I've played enough. Now I just want you to hold me. And Ridge will play until we leave. Oh, yes, that's just the way they do. Now, Ridge, uh, he'll get in my lap, and uh, he he don't want to, want to go. He'll sit there a while, and he'll look at uh, uh, Billy, and then he'll look back at me, and finally he'll he'll get down and go. Isn't it amazing that Blue and Ridge are 12 pounds and Fox and Paige are 5 pounds? Yes, it is. I I just wonder about that. I don't know where they'll love, uh, where Fox and Paige will get any larger or not. No, they're full-grown. They're, they're not going to get any bigger. I'd be glad because I love little puppies. They are amazing, all of them. And um, even though they're only five pounds, they're not what you would consider teacups. They're miniature Yorkies, whereas Blue and Ridge are not miniature. They're just average Yorkies. Oh, yeah. They, they're just really cute and, and sweet and, and just adorable. They all have the same, as far as the color that, that they are, they all have the same color hair. They just look so beautiful and um, I just really, I love being their mom. And I made a decision a long time ago when I decided to get these puppies, I decided I was going to really take care of them. Just like a mother, I was going to cook for them, wash their clothes, keep them dressed, keep them clean. I don't like a dirty dog. I wash those dogs every two days, hypoallergenic, same stuff I use. Um, and when I get through washing them, I give them a Epsom salts a solution over their skin so that it will heal any abrasion. It makes them feel good and relaxed. And I mean, it takes a lot of time to treat a, a dog like that. And they don't even seem like a dog to me. They're, they just seem like a little boy and a little girl. You sure are a good mom to them because you take such a good care of those little dogs. I, I've just never seen anyone take care of their little dogs like you do. Well, thank you, Mom. I just, I really enjoy them. And I guess I've 
shrunk my world a little bit and made it a little smaller. But you know what? It's it's kind of my way of self-indulging because I've never had this opportunity to have these puppies. And I just decided that I'm going to indulge in these puppies. This is what I want to do. And I kind of like my own little world like this. It's It's, you know, it's pretty neat. Plus our office, you know, we've always had our own little environment, our own world. So even though all this stuff's been going on with this illness, yeah, a few things have changed for me. But overall, life has not changed much for me. No, or me either. I just uh, do about the same thing I've always done. And I just, you know, wait and see what happens. I'm amazed that uh, when I come over here tonight, you were watching one of your Hallmark movies, and you chose me over your Hallmark movie, and you were right in the middle of it. So I felt really guilty for uh, doing that to you, but you didn't seem to mind. Oh, no, I'm not that... You know, I can turn it off or do anything. Uh, I'm not that, you know, uh, I don't like to watch it that good. You're like me. You can take things or leave it. You know, thinking about mothers and stuff, there's a phrase that Daddy used to say all the time. I think about him. Do you remember when he used to say, even if somebody's not a great mother, do not talk about them, do not down them, don't down them to them, don't down them behind their back, and do not down them to their children, because he would always say that is their mother, and I totally agree with him. No matter what a mother does, you're you're still their uh, their mother, and uh, I, I advise any mother that can't have children that these little kids out there that needs a mother so bad, and if I hadn't had those uh, five girls, I would have adopted five or six children myself you remember at one time you and i were going to adopt those little uh, babies yes we was going to adopt twins and the mother decided not to give them up i know and um i don't know whatever happened to them but things work out the way they're supposed to i was disappointed but in the same instance i'm glad that the woman did change her mind and keep her children Oh, I am too. A child needs her mother so much that a mother should never, never desert their children. That's true. Well, um, is there any other advice that you would want to give to uh, a mother? Or how about this? How about give some advice to either a, a girl or a boy, a female or a male, anybody that has a mother or knows somebody that is a mother, like their aunt or somebody, what advice would you give someone about what kind of respect and how they should treat their mother? Oh, I think I think children should respect their mother and never, never uh, do anything against them or say something or anything like that because that is your mother. And uh, I just don't I just don't believe in anyone, any child. Uh, doing anything to mistreat their mother. You know, our lives are not perfect, Mom. We've had a lot of curves thrown at us. But as far as getting along, you and I have not ever had one single fight ever. Never. We have never raised our voices at each other. You have never done anything but show me love. That is true, Billy. I have never had to to do that. You've always been good and kind and and you, you never give me any problems, and I, it just you just all be, been a wonderful child. 
Well, I thank you, and you you are a wonderful mother. I couldn't have ordered you better off of a menu. The God blessed me with the mother he knew I needed and that he wanted me to have, and I'm so grateful for the best gift. Uh, the only gift better than you was God giving his son, Jesus Christ, to this world to save us from our sins. And I just feel so blessed to have you. Oh, I feel blessed to have a daughter like you, uh, Billy. I just, I just think you're wonderful, and you, you're always helping me, cooking for me, and the things you do for me is unreal. I just hope that all children will do that for their mother. I feel the same way about you. You do things for me that just put me in awe. I mean, even as an adult, you've never stopped giving. You're such a giving person, and you have volunteered at my office as a nurse. Uh, We've been going for over 20-some years together, and this was after your career at the hospital, and you volunteered because, um, you know, I didn't want to mess up your retirement and all that, and so... And how do you pay your mom? You can't put a price tag on your mother. So being a volunteer was just perfect. And I can do things for you without it being a problem. And that's the way you and I've done it. And it's just been awesome. Oh, I've enjoyed uh, working with you all these years. And I never wanted a paycheck, never. I just wanted to be out there and, and help you in any way I can. And, you know, I'm the same way, Mom. I I don't give myself a paycheck, never have. If I need a gallon of milk or a new car, I go get one. Oh, yeah, that's the way I do. It just, uh, you know, you just, if you have it, you just go and get what you want and uh, and just be happy. And, you know, when you have your own companies, it can be fe- feast and, and famine. You know, sometimes you have good good periods and sometimes you don't have such great periods. And a lot of people think, well, you're so lucky that you get to work for yourself well, that's true, but you know, there's another side to that that people don't see and understand. You have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of uh, taxes that people don't have, and it's a lot of responsibility. Oh yeah, I just never did want to do all that. I just wanted to to have enough money to live on and to pay my bills and help other people that needed help, and I just wasn't interested in buying up property and and businesses and things like that. I just wanted to be, you know, just be a good mother. Yes, and Dad, he wanted to build and be an architect, and he, you know, he had his own companies. And um, instead of buying up a bunch of properties, he liked to draw them. Oh, yes, he was wonderful uh, doing that. He was he was the best. And uh, I did have a, a new home built, and I loved it very much, but... Uh, I sold it and uh, because it had a bunch of stairs, and the home I live in now, I love it. Everything is on the first floor, and I don't have to go upstairs. Right. Even though um, you do have an upstairs, it's, uh, you know, it's just you don't have to go up there. Your master bedroom's downstairs. You've got the biggest kitchen I've ever seen in my life, and having these three tables where everybody can eat— your kitchen table in the main kitchen is, it's got one, two, three, four. I'm looking at it now. You've got eight, nine, ten, ten chairs that I've counted. And then you've got your dining room that has about eight chairs. And then you've got another round table that has about four to six chairs. So at Thanksgiving, we all get to sit down together. 
Oh, yes, and that, that they take up all the chairs because I have so many people, my family. We, are, we have a big family. Yes, we do, and we've always liked to be together. I love how your house is laid out. It's beautiful, and your master bedroom is beautiful, your master bath, your closet, everything. I love it. I love your yard. It's level. Uh, you know, I love your driveway. You've just got a great house. Oh, yes, it is. The first time that Chad and I uh, came over here to look at the house, we sit in the driveway, and I told Chad, I said, Chad, I'm through looking. This is our home. And he said, oh, goody. He was just so excited and thrilled over it. I remember uh, my friend was, uh, he had the house up for sale. His cousin used to, his cousin owned it. And she had retired and moved back to Florida. Her husband had passed away. Their children were grown. And I thought it was a little overpriced at first. And so after a little time went by, my friend that uh, was selling it for his cousin, he called me and he said, I'm getting ready to reduce the price some. And I'm she, she just doesn't want to come back from Florida, the owner. So uh, she's my cousin. I'm selling it for her. Are you? Do you want it before I put it on the market? And I immediately told him, yes, I'll never forget, Mom, when you came in and looked at your home, you didn't go past the kitchen. There was a little, the kitchen is huge, and they had a little round table sitting in the middle of it. I guess it was just a piece of furniture that the lady had left here for people, you know, to use as a table to sit down and write. But you sat down at that table, and you looked at me and David, the the man that was selling it, and you said, this is it. And he goes, Evelyn, don't you want to look at the rest of the house? And you go, no, this is it. Oh, yeah. I said, I don't care about the rest of it. Uh, I just I just want, want this house. And there's a picture of me and you and him that we framed yeah. and um, put in, in the house because he's the only reason that we were able to get this house. If he hadn't called me and asked me first because he knew that we were so interested the minute he would have put it on the market, someone would have bought it before we could have even turned around. I know it. I prayed every day that I'd get this house. So God answered my prayer. And you're on hole one of the golf course. You've got the most beautiful view. And um, I absolutely love being here. Oh, I do too. I just, I love my home. I do too. And I'm so glad that Jesse and Chad and their two children live with you because... It just, you know, it just keeps everybody balanced, and everybody gets to help each other. Oh, yes, and this house is so big that, you know, there's a lot of people could live in here, and you hardly ever see anyone. I know. um, It's great. They're upstairs right now, and I can't hear anything that's going on. So it's really nice, Mom, and I love being here. And, you know, I love living on the river. The river, I just absolutely love it, and... Um, I've got some other property on the river, and eventually I'm going to build my home, another home on the river. So I really like, uh, there's something about looking at the water that makes me feel very peaceful and happy. I've just always loved living on the on the water. Oh, yes, it is peaceful. I love the house you live in now, and the river is right there, and you can, uh, right next to your house, and, and I think it's just beautiful. Well, thank you. You know, all this talk that we've talked about 
what it's like to be a mother. Sometimes you and I get off the subject, but we can't help it. We just talk about everything. Why, well, yeah, we just talk about this and that, and, and we never know what we're going to talk about. There is something that there's a Bible verse that comes to my mind uh, when we've been sitting here talking about a mother's love and what it means. But there's a Bible verse that I think is beautiful. It's Proverbs 31, verse 31. So it's chapter 31, verse 31. And it says something like this, Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Are you familiar with that Bible verse? Yes, I am. And so I just wanted to to share it. Uh, there's a lot of Bible verses that pertain to mothers, but that's just one that uh, came to my mind. And uh, there's another one that comes to my mind. I'm trying to think of, uh, let's see. There's one, 1 Peter, yeah, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. You should be known for the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. That's another beautiful Bible verse pertaining to a mother. Yes, it is. That's beautiful. They both are. And then there's one more that comes to my mind. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 51. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Yes, that's beautiful. Mom, I just want to tell you how much I've enjoyed uh, spending this Saturday evening with you, having our podcast, and we had a great meal together, and we've just had a great day, and I look forward to Mother's Day tomorrow. It's going to be May the 10th. We're going to have a double celebration. Oh, yes, I can't wait. So um, I just look forward to it, and I want you to know I love you with all my heart, and uh, God bless you, Mom, and bye for now. Oh, I love you, too, and uh, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you tomorrow, and uh, God bless you, and bye for now.